Welcome back to the Gamer Radio Podcast. We're just a group of dudes talking about new and current games and the games we like to play. My name is Cody. Here with me, as always, Trevor and Dom. What's up, fellas? What's up with you? How's it going? Chilling, chilling, chilling. It's a nice day. Drinking some cold beer. It's fantastic. Cold beer, cold you mean? Cold beer, the coldest of colds. And uh, today, we're going to have a little fun with this episode. We're going to talk about the games that made us gamers. Not just any games, not the newest games, not the oldest, oh, the whole spectrum. What made us get into this level of gaming that we're at today? I think to start us off, we should go with Dom. What is your... F- okay, let's start off with your first game that you remember that you actually put some time into, cared about getting good at, and played all the time, and then finish it up with a game that, from who you are today, what was the turning point when you're like, this is my shit. This, I am a gamer. This is me. Forget everything else. This is what I want to do. Oh, whoa. And throwing the book at me there, like, damn, that's a lot to cover. Two games. Right. First one and the okay. one that you love the most. All right. First game that I remember, like, playing and that, like, made me start to love games was actually an old PC game. It was, like, a Hot Wheels game. I can't even remember the name right now. I should have looked it up before this. Probably Hot Wheels, like Wheels of Fury or something like that. Uh, it wasn't something, like, something lame as that, but it was, uh, like, a destruction one where, like, you took control of a Hot Wheel car and you, like, just shot it as fast or as slow as you wanted to into shit and it just destroyed things. Like Hot Wheel Bowling? Like blocks and stuff? No, no. It was, like, it was like a shit... It, this is, like, a 90s game. Like, I was six years old, dude. Like... Something like that. I can't remember the name. I should. Was this uh? Was this pre three D? No, it was a three D game. It was on PC. It ran it. It was an old Windows ninety five game. If that tells you anything. <laughs> like I don't even know if I could get it to work on any of my PCs if I were to go back and play just because of how old of a game it is. And you get compatibility mode. Yeah, true. But no, you just like shot like cars at like radio towers or lava pits or. And they would blow up, and they would just... Your goal of it was... It was um, burnout. Like, you know, it was, like... Basically, the whole game was uh, burnout, where you, like, drove into cars and, like, caused destruction. But that was you mean, all... You mean flat out? No. Burnout? Burnout. Okay. Burnout, the uh, destruction... Like, I forget what it was called. Was there. this the one that had, like, the stunt mode and the racing mode? No, that was another Hot Wheels game that also got me going, too. Okay. Because that's probably my only experience with Hot Wheels was that one. Because I remember stunt mode. You had to like complete these crazy jumps. And yep, yep. Those guys are fun, man. You know, that were. reminds me of, oh, what was that game? Rush. Oh, yeah. Rem- yep, yep. You remember that shit? I barely The old do. one where you just like tried to jump off of all the custom maps and try and do backflips and yep, shit. Yep, yep. Man, that game was awesome. That was like way back. But anyways, Hot Wheels. That was just where I got my start. I was actually talking with my parents one day, and my dad was giving me shit just about all like all the games I'd play or like how I spend my free time or shit like that. Because he was like, "Well, at my age, I was taking down cars and lawnmowers and learning like learn like, you know dad shit like yeah, be responsible, do something with your life type shit when you play. All you do is play games. Walk up in the back down that hill both ways yeah, exactly. in the cold <laughs> while it's snowing. Shit. And I looked, I looked. Then you r- could talk. <laughs> I looked right at my dad. I'm like, you realize you're the ones that bought me PC games when I was six years old and created who I kind of what I do with my free time today. So how old, were you, how old were you when you got the the Hot Wheels game? Oh, I was like, this was like 98. Like I was six years old. Man. Like, yeah. Like, and so that that was the game that got you into gaming. Oh, yeah. That was like that's like my first memories of a game because my dad, my mom and dad were it was always a fight over the computer because we only had one computer and they were huge into like Mist and Riven, those puzzle solving games. Oh, God. 
Yeah, which actually I'm now going to let them borrow my old rig so they can play the newest game created by those people called Abduction. Abduction. Yeah, I tried that in VR. That was, uh, it's <laughs> there was like, I don't know, man. It was hard, but not because the puzzles were hard, because like you literally don't know what you can interact with, and the movement made me dizzy. Uh, understandable. But then going on with games that like made game where I am today and kind of like that. Yeah. What in. what game made you like? This is what I like. This is what I definitely like enjoying doing. And like, yeah, what, what like, influenced you the most? And then what what was the game like? I, I guess we could break it up if you want to add a couple of games. That's fine. But like, what game was like the one that you the first one where you like sat there and you played the shit out of it? Like, you played it nonstop. You played it when you got home from school every day, kind of thing. Old N sixty four game, Star Wars Pod Racer. Oh, dude, I remember that. That game was the shit, and I had the best motherfucking pod. I also had, like, the most unique pod in there. It was, I forget the name of it, but it was it didn't have, like, the uh, lightning, like, coupling things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just uh, the pod sat in front of these two giant ass, like, they were giant. Oh, the two, the, the engines, right? Yeah. And they just floated in the back. Dude, I remember that. Yeah, exactly that what was, you're talking about. Yeah, that was my pod, and, like, that, that was the first game that had, like, customizations to it. You'd go to the shop and buy parts to make your pod better in some ways. That's where, like, that's the game I came on. Like, I, oh. Hours spent. If I had an hour counter in that game, I don't even want to know where it was because this Man, was. You're a, you're a long time Star Wars fan. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I played that game too, but I didn't really get that I much into it. I beat that game multiple times over. Do you play Trevor? I did, but I don't remember as much about it. Yeah, oh, dude, so it wasn't it wasn't that influential for I me. I remember it more because I went there was a period where I went to Dave and Buster's a lot, and they also had it in the arcade version. I oh, do remember seeing the arcade controls. versions of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fucking so fun. So I played cool. it on sixty four, and I owned it. But that's my fondest memories was playing. I get actually did tournaments at, at when I was little with that shit. Oh, that's because Dave, awesome. you know, Dave and Buster's. I don't know what's like now. I've been in years, but they used to have. They would have like ten of them. In, or, like, I guess it was four, actually. But they would have ten and multiple, or twelve, probably, and multiple teams going. And you would just play against each other. And you was, like, uh, like four people racing against each other in four individual pods. It was cool. No, it was, I, I could only imagine how cool that was. But, yeah, when it comes to most influential and what made me really realize I love playing games was probably that one. I mean, later on, Xbox comes out, Halo, uh, freaking later. Yeah, I mean, we, we've covered those games before, but... That's where that's where I really knew I love playing games. What would you say is of all time, all time, PC? I guess this wouldn't even include. So of all time, what is the most you can say inspirational, the most fun, the the one that you love the most, whatever? What's the best console of all time for you? Best console of all time? Yeah, you can go new gen, you can go old gen. What what We're console going, did the most for you in your gaming career so probably far? Probably it was like high school, teenager years for me, Xbox 360. Hours upon hours spent on that between Call of Duty, uh, Gears of War, Halo, Madden. So many hours put into that console. I'm surprised. That was the only 360. I could go back to my parents. It's the only 360 that never red ringed to death either. Never has happened to that one. And it's an original launch console. I have still to this day not had the ring of death. You guys are so lucky. Dude, my friend's uh, first Xbox 360 red ringed. I took that shit apart because the warranty was done anyway. And uh, I got it working sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I remember doing the whole like baking with one of my friend's consoles. We wrapped that in so many towels and just baked it. 
to like to fix it because it kept red ringing and it red ringed after we baked and we threw that shit into the freezer. Never had a problem. Well, you again. know, you know why they, you know why they red ringed. It was the glue or something the, like the, that. The the X clamp, I'm pretty sure is what they called it. Would it wouldn't stay in the place it needed to be. Yep. And, and so you would literally get lucky by like baking it, re like making the glue adhere. Or you could just open like it that. up and melt that shit yourself. Yeah, to, well, a, to a degree, it's a circuit board though. I mean, you got to be careful with the fire. Yeah, well, just put the space heater in front of it. <laughs> but yeah, most before I was PC gamer, most influential thing, definitely most memories come from the Xbox 360. What started me though, Super Nintendo, PC, and 64. Okay, which I, I think we all kind of share those. We all share. We, those. Yeah, we all share those. That, that we were '90s babies, and that's that's kind of where you grew up in the gaming world, anyways. All right, Trevor. So. Moving on to you, what would you say? What was the first game you played? What was the most inspirational, the one you loved the most? Whatever you want to call it. What was your favorite of all time and that you could still play today? Whatever. And then we'll finish it off with what was your favorite console? Okay. To be totally honest, I cannot remember the very first game I played. I could... Like, I'll, name a, I'll name a few for sure. But um, like my house always had some kind of Nintendo console. So I've always been... I guess you could say a Nintendo fanboy. You know, I, I, I've owned every Nintendo console from the Nintendo 64 personally on, and you know, say for the Switch now, uh, because, I don't know, it just always captured me. I love the characters. Like, they all mesh together so well. But, like, the first games that I ever played were things like uh, Duck Hunt with the light gun. Yeah, I remember Duck Hunt. Um, I had Super Mario 1, 2, and 3. Played those a ton. Uh, not to veer off, but... I actually was watching a video on how, like, the duck hunt gun works and everything like that. Like, it felt like magic when we were playing it. But, like, I remember I was going to play at a friend's house on a flat screen, and we could not get it to work. That is the one in all, one of the few games you cannot play on a newer TV because it will not work because of the way the gun senses the light from it. Mm-hmm. I forget how it works, but it was such at, like, at a time, it was like, holy shit, how does this work? This is magic. Then I learned, and it's just like, when you shoot the duck, there's a little, like, black square or something like that. The light gun has to sense, and if it doesn't sense that, it, it doesn't work. So a way you could cheat in that game, I figured out soon, is if you just, like, point it at the ground with single ducks and shoot, you automatically shoot the some bitch. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. It it, it was a very elementary technology. At the but, time, was revolutionary. But, you know? yeah, but no, Nintendo's that's what I'm saying. It's, it's great. It's awesome, because... Like, that just kind of goes to show that's what Nintendo's all about, even in the beginning. Like, they... Simplicity. Well, simplicity, and it's not just about holding a controller in your hand. There's different ways to play video games that's... Bringing the arcade to your home, basically. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. And, and that's... I don't well, know. Well, you think about it, because at that time, like, that was, like, that's what got people from leaving arcades to go play at home. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. the Atari. Yeah, there was that. But the Super... I mean, not the, I'm sorry, the... The NES? Yeah. The NES was what got people to stay home and play games. And there was a ton of good stuff that came out for it. But, I mean, yeah, that kind of that's pretty much what I played uh, as far as uh, the first games. I think the first game that really, like, sealed the deal for me, though, like, that I, I, I played so much and cared so much about and just put a lot of my, my heart and, and thought into is it's got to be Final Fantasy VII, really. Yeah. 
Um, I totally forgot about the entire Final Fantasy series, man. That was a was, huge part. What was the battle system in that one? Enlighten me here. It, it I was, forget. It was, it was a turn-based... Well, it okay, was it, wasn't, it wasn't a turn-based battle system. It was a real-time battle system where you'd have a bar that fill, and when the bar filled, all the other ones would stomp. You'd make an action, and then they would continue going. But it Very was, card game-ish. Yeah, but modern you, card game kind of thing. You just, you'd pick an ability or an attack or something, and you'd just go back and forth with the enemies because they also had their own time bar. and very Pokemon so battle kind of. It very it is. It's very, it's very similar to like Pokemon battle. Well, and both are what Japanese RPGs. Just, yeah, yeah. I just kind of made a sudden realization here, not to veer off of the topic, but you know that stupid cell phone game I always play. There's a real time battle in it. Yes, yeah, the same yeah, thing. It's the same. I I just yeah. Wow. Same concept. You I would love. Really, you would love Final Fantasy VII. I should really try Final Fantasy VII and, then. And like the the story in Final Fantasy VII was just perfectly complex, and you you know it, the world just felt huge. It spanned three discs. On on a yep. pl- regular PlayStation, like that white that white CD case. I remember it, man. Yeah, the white one. Yeah. Wait, this uh, this was an or- a it was PlayStation. Th- it was a PlayStation PS1, original man. PS One. Yep. It was three discs long because Love there was so Fucking much loved to it. do. I remember some games on like PCs where it was like four discs. Or four five four discs. discs, I think, is the most I saw. I think Final Fantasy VIII was four discs. GTA. I remember when GTA had two. Mm-hmm. What GTA was that? I think I. Uh, fuck three. Yeah, was three? It? No, two. I think it was one. It was one or two. I don't think it was three. I don't remember. I have horrible memory with those. Three was a PS2 game. But yeah, there's a lot of games. Final Fantasy VII was fucking awesome, man. I loved it. I don't remember as much as I would like, but I remember playing Hours. a lot. Hours. Yeah, and I because I used to go to my cousin's all the time because he had it before me, and I had to wait till like it was out for like oh god like six seven months before yeah, I got it. I definitely didn't play it on release. I don't even I don't even know what the release date for that game was. Me neither. I just remember he got it when it came out for Christmas. Uh, and he, he we, I just remember he had a TV in his room on the floor, on the floor, and we would just lay down in front of it and just sit there and play Final Fantasy VII for hours and hours and hours. Dude, that kind of sounds like my old, uh, one of my old setups at my parents' place before I kind of moved out. My It was in, like, the downstairs family room that no one ever used, so it ended up being just, like, my big-ass room and had a couch down there, coffee table. I just PC on coffee table couple books stacked up to raise up the monitor and I had a nice little board that set my keyboard and mouse on and just sat on the couch and played games. I actually ruined the couch because of how much I sat in that spot. Oh, kind of like Joel did with ours. Yeah, no, bingo. And the best thing was is when I was done gaming, my bed was shit at time and my parents didn't have money so I was sleeping on the same couch so I would literally just Shut off PC, move keyboard up, and just fall asleep. Like, wake, up in, wake up in the morning, start it back up. It is it is one of the greatest. <laughs> grab forward. grab a soda from under the couch or something. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's one of the most pitiful but ex- like memorable experiences I had. I bet you had some great times there. Oh, so many times, so many great times. All right, I'm so that was so Final Fantasy VII. Trevor was your. You say that's like that was your turning point in your yeah, childhood. That, that, as far as definitely one of the most influential games for me. That really. It kind of proved to me what games could be and what they can do. Did that get you on the whole single-player RPG kind of game? Uh, pretty much. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd played other single-player games. Nothing that was as in-depth at the time. You know, like, I went through Zelda, you know, and Mario and stuff because, you know, I had Nintendos and I played Pokemon. But Final Fantasy VII, like, just the the world itself, like, it was totally different from anything else I had checked out. Um you know, it was definitely a doomsday kind of thing going on with the story, and the villain was super cool. Your regular character, like Cloud himself, was a super cool character to play as. And there's, I don't know, the customization was awesome with the materia and getting the different weapons, and everything looked cool. And all the characters were just well fleshed out. I, I feel like it was just, I don't know, it was a real pivotal experience for me, especially at that time. Oh yeah, at that time it was so like 
it it was addicting. And the fact that it was somewhat 3D, like they they did a good job meshing the two and 3D together, mm-hmm. and uh, two point five, two point two and a half D. But uh, it it was just it was cool, you know. Like you had it felt like a newer game, especially because of the 3D. So it felt more advanced, and the systems were really complex. So you thought you were doing a lot. Like it just really made you feel good. I think about what you were doing. And as a kid, like having all those options and seeing all the cool stuff that happens from your actions is, I don't know, there's nothing not quite like it. But so what what would you say like of, of of all time? What was your? Okay, so you had Final Fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. You had Final Fantasy, and that's you, your most inspiring or inspirational game that you've played, the influence game. Sorry, the most influence game that you had in your life. But what was like? What was the game that you first, other than that one, that you like really, really like? Did you ever get into competitive at all? Like anything it doesn't have to be fighting or shooting, any specific thing. But did you have any kind of one game more than the other that you like had that first camaraderie with an online multiplayer? Yes, um, I mean, that's tough. Like the the only game that I ever really cared to get into, at least any kind of competitiveness, uh, was Halo Three. Okay, I'm sorry. That's a bad question. What game was the first game for you that you had the first like online kind of multiplayer experience with another individual before you were just playing, you know, at home Final Fantasy VII by yourself? What was like the first game that you really you got online? You're like, holy, like my God, there's a community here. There's other people like me playing the same game as much as me. Still mostly Halo Three. Halo Three. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. um, Not one or two. Well, I had a like I said, I was a Nintendo person. So I had uh, all the Nintendo consoles in my home. My buddy had an Xbox, um, but we never did Xbox Live on it and because uh, I used to go over there all the time. And then um, he got an Xbox 360. My uncle got an Xbox 360. So when, when he got Halo 3, that's really the first time I went online and, and played with a bunch of people and had a really good time with it. Otherwise, it, you know I, you know me. I've always been like a real big on local couch games and just playing those and chilling with your buds. Like Those are the kind of games that really hit home for me. And I think part of that is my Nintendo upbringing, but... Like, if I had to say the game that I played the most, probably period. All right, so what was your favorite console? Not PC, console of all time. My, my favorite console of all time is going to go to the Nintendo GameCube. Hands the down. GameCube, the GameCube, really? Yeah. I saw that coming, just because yeah. I know them so well. I Nintendo GameCube was like, like, the first console I ever owned was a 64, but I didn't really get a whole lot of games. Like, my uncle got some, and so, like we played the a japanese rip version of Pokemon Stadium. Which was pretty awesome. But so many great games to the But 64. you didn't, didn't even understand what anything was until you used the move. But <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a hyper beam. That's why I can't attack next turn. <laughs> but uh, no, like the GameCube was my my first like my console, and I hit really hard with that. I got a whole bunch of different games for it. You know, I played Super Mario Sunshine. Um, when I when I got the game when I got the console, I got it for my birthday, and I was stoked. And not not as equivalent as that kid on YouTube who got a Nintendo 64, but I was stoked, right? And I got um, The Legend of Zelda, uh, Wind Waker, and no memory card. Wow. Right? So, and it was the summer because my birthday's in the summer. Tell me you played it over and over and over. For two days straight, I played that game without ever shutting off the console. I just went hard. And then I had to shut it off eventually. It was sad because I did like everything. And then soon after I got a memory card and I started over and I did everything all over again and it was fucking awesome. But that's but the game really that sold the the GameCube for me was Super Smash Bros. Melee. So you got let me get this straight. So you played the game for two hours, I mean for two days, and you beat it? 
Yeah. So you beat it completely, and then you just and then I, I erased it. Then I had to start over. Yeah. Man, the struggle. Yeah, that's dating games. There, I'm so glad Ugh. we've gone away from shit but like I that. I loved every minute. Of I used it. to love having memory cards. Like I, used, I used to have the like the green, the clear green ones. Right, you feel all super like, cool, yeah, like having the badass memory card. Like yeah. mine's got 32 megabytes. What's yours? Yeah, 32 fucking. I got megabytes. the. I, uh, I brought my extension for my controller. I can sit all the way in the back of the room and play this game. <laughs> like, brought my uh, own personal rumble pack. Yeah. Do you have the little expansion? You, you don't, do you? You don't. Doc, great. Now we can't play Perfect Dark. <laughs> you know oh. the Legend of Zelda is way better with a rubble pack. You know there's a feature <laughs> in the game you can't use without it. <laughs> oh man, those are good games. Good games. Good games. Good times for Dating sure. Dating the industry there too. Yes, but yeah, I, okay. Good. I I have to. I just have to. You know, just to finish this little thought here. S- Smash Bros. Melee is probably my most played game of all time. Like, I would come home from school every day. I would play it. Like, I played the shit out of that game. I completed everything in it. I got almost all the trophies, I'm pretty sure. Um, but the the thing that breathed life into it again is uh, I got one of those, like, because you can't do this with the games nowadays as much. You know those, like, little cheat discs, right? Stick it in, you'd load up some cheats, and then you'd pop open the tray and put your disc in and play. Yep. I did that with Super Smash Bros. so much. And I would sit there, because I'm a kid, and I'd, I would be Kirby, and I would suck people's powers, and I would fucking roleplay with myself, with the characters <laughs> and stuff. Like, I had so much fun doing that stuff. And uh, there was one of the cheats would let you ice climbers any character, so there'd be two of you. And then you could be giant, and you could do this as Giga Bowser, and then be metal. So I was giant metal Giga Bowser with a second metal Giga Bowser, and I would just—it was a lot of fun. You can just go to town. <laughs> Eventually, if you—but if you did like four-player brawls and you had this cheat on, everybody has doubles. The game would just lag so bad. I miss game like you had to do a like cheat disc there, but like I miss one thing I missed from games. It's like built-in cheats. Like the only games that do that still are like um, Rockstar. GTA. GTA games, but even then, back th- I remember back in the day when this happened, man. I I could probably still, if you gave me a PS2 right now with uh, Vice City, I could probably do a couple cheats still. You go still San, today. You go San Andreas with me with an Xbox controller. Yeah, I could probably weapon set up uh for armor. Yeah, get my car. I want built, built up the muscle memory for each yeah. individual cheat. Yeah, I could probably do it in my sleep. I'm pretty sure, which is which is awesome. It, it, that that doesn't exist anymore. No, no, I just boot up cheat engine when I feel like cheating. Yeah, but that's you know that's PC specific, and at the same time True. you have to have a more a slightly more advanced knowledge or do your research on how to use it. Yep. Like stuff back in the day was a lot easier. Oh, to yeah, use. it wasn't. Yeah, but there, I mean, there are some game engines that do still have like console commands, which I used, essentially are cheats. I used to. Um, it used to be a struggle for me to get online to look up cheats back in the day, like when they. You know- like oh my way, god! Like way back in the day, I used to be like, "Holy shit, dude! You got to write down that cheat for me, dude, so I can take it home with me, or I got to go to the store and look at the the Grand Theft Auto book, the fucking books that had and the then, cheats, and in write it. down the cheats and take it home with I me." I remember being in like middle school, and like the only like the Scholastic Book Fair would come around. Yeah, and you need to get every one, book that has cheat books. Uh, I, the only books I cared about were the like books that had all the fucking cheats written down in them because I'm like that's the only way I'm going to know them because the internet really wasn't a thing at the time. Yeah. Can I can I tell you guys how I used to look up cheat codes? So this was this was perfect. These are back back in the days of dial-up internet. Yeah. And uh, we had this thing called a web TV. It was this little box that connected to the TV and was hooked up to the internet and it had its own like wireless keyboard and I'd sit there on the TV going through uh just lists of cheats and I I was I'm I'm such a sloppy writer at the time. I had to come back and I 
relearned how I would write certain letters because every time I'd stick them in the cheat thing, it never worked. Because <laughs> like my G's don't look like G's. Is that a six? Is that a G? Because <laughs> I always uh, uh, yeah. So video games made me a better writer. <laughs> there you go. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> All right, I'd say for me the the first game that I ever played that I remember playing of all time, like first one, was I don't remember what it was called. I don't know if it was a Madden game, but it was a football game on the NES, and it was you literally played as two people the entire time throwing the ball back and forth, and you just like like you would just go up and down, up and down, up and down, running in diagonal things. I don't remember what it was called. Um, I th- I'm pretty, but then, anyways, like that's like, like my first real, real, real of all time game that I played very first that I got really into was probably uh, aside from like GoldenEye and all the N64 stuff that we've all played because everybody kind of played that equally. My first game that got me into like competitive and playing with people and like getting into the whole gaming world was probably Total Annihilation Kingdoms, which is probably still to this day i wish i I, I can probably torn it somewhere and play it but it's almost impossible to find the actual copy of the game but it was just a classic what was it for pc what year did it come out it's old it's really old 1995 it sounds was it like a rts or yes gotcha okay okay that's why i think i recognized it yeah it was pre-starcraft and Pre all that stuff. Well, I don't know when did Star. I don't know when StarCraft One came out. But it was funny because I I had nothing but consoles. Like I had never. I had already owned a sixty four at that time, and I played all those games like you know, like Conquer's Bad for a Day and Double O Seven and you know all all the classic games. You know, uh, Crash Bandicoot, all all that shit. But then that one was the one that really got me into gaming, where I needed to play it. I and which was weird because I only we had a family computer and it was just an old you know, Windows computer that just, I mean, I don't remember what kind of fucking computer it was, like IBM or some shit. I don't know. It was it was horrible. But I played that game, and it was, it was really addicting. Total Annihilation Kingdoms was my shit. My cousin played it, and it was my, my first game that I was like, dude, I got to get better than these guys. And it's just as simple as building characters and attacking another base. But it was just super fun to play against people and to experience that for the first time. But I would say the game that kind of changed, the game that changed the game for me, the one that I that I put the most time into would probably be Call of Duty Black Ops on on the Xbox 360. Damn recent. Yeah. Well, it feels recent. Well, it's because I did the whole music thing for a long time. Oh yeah, that's playing. right. So I, I didn't really game as heavily. I I went like a few years where I stopped gaming for a while. I mean, like like with Trevor, I played Final Fantasy. I did all the old games. They just I played them, but they weren't like huge for me. You know. And then that one was the one where I officially got back into gaming. And, like, I went back to the six-hour gaming every day after school kind of thing. And it was just intense. I played Black Ops for the longest time and met a lot of lifelong friends that I'm still friends with today. And we played for many, many, many years. And we're starting to play again because they're all switching over to PC finally. About time. I know. And it's just like, man, y'all are finally coming over. And then it's like, man, I didn't realize how shitty my computer was until I started getting into PC gaming. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's really humbling really quick. You also, it's a money sucker, man. It just, ugh, it takes all your money. Dude, my first PC that actually just like, what, six, seven years ago or whatever it was, was a pre built. I made the mistake of buying a pre built. Like it was 2011, 2012. Well, you can't oh. talk too much smack about pre-builds because Cody has one right now. Yep. And yeah, but yours is a good. His is like. Well, yours. I'm sure yours was good for the time. Yeah, it's not. 
I'll, I will say this though: pre-built have gotten significantly better than what they were. Okay. Well, you know, I guess it's not just Alienware. If you're looking for a yeah, they kind PC. of own that shit. I should go the pre-Dell Alienware though was the shit. Oh yeah, no doubt. When they were a solo company, Alienware oh, was yeah. the shit. No, yeah, that's that's why Dell bought them because they were the shit, and then they yeah. they were killing the market, and they now still they would be. Sh- now they're shit. Yeah, I think because Dell fucked them up. Anyways, finish your thought. No, what I was I was gonna say I should humble myself there. I bought a pre-built machine that wasn't meant for gaming. I just kind of customized a couple things so I could make it work. I mean, it lasted me pretty fucking long. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it allowed you to play more recent games too. You played KF2 just fine. Yeah, I played KF2 fine. I was playing Overwatch just fine on it, but it was just just that upscale when I bought like built a deep good rig. It's like fuck, I was missing so much. <laughs> My first gaming computer was technically a laptop. That had an i5 and it had it, it said it was a gaming graphics card. Oh, mine too, actually. Yeah, so I did that and then, but I quickly moved on to the. Well, I say quickly. It was like a year, year and a half, and then I got my first tower, my mid-sized tower that I built. That was my first one ever, and it it, it wasn't crazy. It had like a 750 Ti in it and one terabyte hard drive. It was nothing crazy. That like 750 Ti is what I rocked until I bought the my 1070. It was honestly, it was a good card. Yeah, it, it was. It it allowed you it, to play everything, not at max settings per se. But it allowed me to did, play. It did yeah. the job. Yeah, it did, it did job. its job. But yeah, it was, for me, it was Call of Duty Black Ops, man. Played a lot of it. And I would say if I had to pick a favorite console, I'm with you, Dom. Xbox 360. Such it a had, it, you know, Fable. I, I mean, I could go on and on about oh, all, could, the, all the games that I've played on there. Well, just in general, it had such a long lifespan, too. Because now we're sitting here, What what's how long's the ones in PS4 been out? Five been years. Five years, yeah. We're oh, going on five years. Yeah, oh, okay. So how long like was years. PS3 Th- and They usually do about seven years per generation. It uh, it only seems off because they keep, re- like, they released uh, upgraded versions of. Correct. Like yeah. the Pro, the the Slim. Well, I feel I feel like the count like the 360 and the PS3 just sticked along like for so long. Seven years, man. They, it, really? Yeah, most consoles now they're on kind of a trend of seven years. Then you get a new gen. Okay. Right. It's about then. It's well, about that's that. about. It's pretty much what it feels like. Yeah. It's about by that time the already why, old freaking tech that's been put in the consoles like you just can't do anything more with it. Correct. And it was 2013 is when it happened. Okay. So okay. Tw- we're in line for 2020 of the next gen console releases. Okay. They're they're saying this year, next year. I mean, sorry, next year and the next year, but they're not gonna do it. They're gonna wait till twenty twenty. It makes the most sense. It's clean. It looks good. You know that that's it's what they're gonna do. It's a definite upgrade from the last, but yeah, it's a new decade. Who knows? Maybe we'll figure out quantum computing like perfectly to make it home usable, and then the PC PC is climbing the charts, man. Oh yeah, like absolutely. so many people, Just like with games like PUBG and all these super popular, uh, like with Twitch, with YouTube, with all these streamers, they're all playing PC games, and hardly well, any of them on console. You not to mention wh- how many people are playing League of Legends because you don't need a badass computer to play that, and, and that's you don't. free. Well, you don't. You you would think you don't need a badass computer, but that game is very hard on computers with how simple it is. Uh, well, initially though, when it was first coming out, like when people were still getting into it, it, it used to be like last year. It was fucking, or two years ago, not last year, two years ago, it was very, like, just super, like, it, it didn't take any power or any, anything to run it. Now it's kind of a little, uh, yeah, it's it's a little much, because I've tried playing it on, on uh, um, Lauren's computer, and a game that she can run World of Warcraft at full settings, and it runs it fine, but you load League when it's just one little map and ten people playing, and it just, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's not as good. 
Well, one thing I was going to say is one thing I've been, like, our trip to Micro Center yesterday. One thing I was noticing, looking at parts, you could actually throw together a PC for $100, $150, more than you could get consoles these days. And yep. It it would it gets you in the door playing just fine. Yeah, you could go you and could, that's you could go fifth gen gra- uh, graphics cards. Yeah, and that's and, why I'm saying and, like the PC market's starting to grow so much again. Is because yet the f- to get your foot in the door is not that expensive. Well, it's like the 780s. It's not as expensive anymore, and there's it's a lot easier for indie game developers and other people to get their games on to PC. And yep. so you not only is it just a little bit more expensive to get something on par, if not better, than a console, you have a much wider variety of games and things that you can do. Oh, and yeah, that too. And and you can and there's all the extra programs and things. Like with Xbox and PlayStation, there's voice chat and stuff like that built in, your friends list. But like on PC, you can pick and choose from many different options. Yeah, it's freeform. You, you can do what you want, and it's exactly what you want. You, you, you know, put the console name on a PC, but it really, you could do that, but you're, it's your own personal console. Yeah. There's that's you know it's not uh, that's what it is to us like we make it we have our music players we have our video players we got our email there we could talk to anybody we want we could video chat we could stream we can do whatever you and, want and look up stuff on the fly instantly even better. Instantly. instantly and and I really didn't realize it until I tried to play Xbox again I was like how do you have fun doing this like you literally can't do anything unless you're sitting on your couch and you're just you know, you just want to veg out, and you're just sitting there playing a mindless game totally by yourself. Then it's totally cool to sit back with the remote on a giant screen and just play. But like, you're so limited. If you're like going for the full gaming experience, there's no way today that I can only get my gaming needs from a console. Absolutely not. In the end, I don't know how I did. Exactly. That's 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 what I'm saying. Like, it was just it's insane. And honestly, I would agree. There are a select few games that make it worth having the console. Correct, but that's the only reason you're gonna buy it. Yeah, but but to me, it's a dying breed. It is a dying breed. Absolutely, it is a dying breed because everybody's coming over. Should I say the bright side because of Shadow of War? The, the sure. br- are we are we gonna serve, serve the, bright the bright lord? lord. But I don't. I don't that know. That was horrible. I think it's pretty cool. Like that, where we're well, at as a gaming culture and a gaming community, and the future is just fucking endless. Well, and one thing that made the future starting to happen too is like as I experienced building my PC. It's a lot easier to build PCs now and get everything working because my dad used to. He actually was run. He ran a little business, and he would build PCs for people. And I remember him slaving hours and hours to get Windows ninety five and ninety eight to work with these drivers and getting the motherboard to recognize the processor. Trevor helped me just because I never built a PC before. It, it was plug and play. I downloaded the drivers from the disk for the motherboard. Boom, up and running within two hours of building. The That's machine. what's it great was, because it, it makes it just it's street. Yeah, what you're just and it's, it's it's a fun experience at the same is. time. Like you learn so much. Like things go into place. You realize how your computer works. Period. Like each little component and it's customizable. Like yeah, just like with the game that I said earlier. There's no other experience like it. Yep. I feel like we got a little off topic here. It's just one of those things that, you know, the fact that you can make it however you want now. They are plug and play. You could start off with one thing and you could keep the same case for 20 years if you wanted to because parts (laughs) are only... I've had mine since 2010. Because parts are only getting smaller and they're all compatible for the most part with each other. Yeah, if you go 10 generations back, or they're not even 10 gens, but if you went that far back to the earlier ones, yeah, they're probably not going to work for shit anymore because they're so outdated, but that's... It's just it's crazy what the potential is for PC gaming and how it will 
take over completely. Yeah. Eventually, consoles will die. And then Xbox and PlayStation are just going to start making their own freaking computers. That's all they're going to do. No, that's pretty much, yeah, that's what it'll be. They'll probably still be under the umbrella of console, but it's okay. So you've got Xbox, and then there's three different video modules to put in your Xbox, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they're just waiting for shit to get so small that you can make it into a slim size console and call it a console, but it's really just a PC that you use their controller for. A PC, yeah, it's a PC with a dumbed-down OS. Exactly. That's all it is. No, yeah, it's, it's a computer. Yeah, nonetheless, obviously, we're all proud PC gamers. Not going back. Nope. Not going back to the dark side. Not going back to the games that made us gamers. I mean, (laughs) that's basically what we're saying. We're not going back to the games that made us gamers. Some of them are now available on PC. Final Fantasy VII, for instance. Well, that's a little different. (laughs) No, that's a little different. But a wee bit different. But we had fun. This was a fun episode. It was a little short one, a little shorter than usual. Um, We will next up on, I believe it's episode eight. Am I correct? Uh, episode nine. Episode this is eight. This is eight. This is eight. I believe this is eight. Wow. Right? This is episode number eight. We've been doing this a while, and it's oh, it feels like it's been forever, but it's only eight episodes in. I know. Nonetheless, the next episode we're gonna do a full in depth. It could be you know first impressions. It could be it's gonna be all things Destiny two because we've been waiting for so damn long. As you know, if you've been listening to the podcast. That this is what we've been waiting for for the longest time, and it's finally going to come. So the next episode that you hear after episode eight is going to be Destiny Two. So episode nine, all things Destiny Two related, could be PvP, PVE, the story, everything, everything it's that we'd love. And there's going to be stuff we hate. Oh yeah, oh, there's, yeah. there's definitely going to be stuff we hate, but it, it's all going to be there, and it's going to be exciting. And after that, we have our collab episode with our good buddies, Danny and Joel at Keep On Tolkien, where we talk about all things Shadow of War and how they relate to the Tolkien universe and just, you know, how uh, Tolkien, you know, was in our lives and all things like that. Because we're all, we're all just a bunch of nerds and we're all just hanging out and having fun and we love those guys and we can't wait to do an episode with them. That's going to do it for all of us at Gamer Radio. Have a good one. Peace. Take care. Keep on gaming. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> wow. I, I had to. I had to. You just mentioned them, so I had to.